say the game is getting old Monday morning and your coffee's cold Life is not what you Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and I'm telling you what, we've got another great show. How can I guarantee that, you probably are asking me. I can guarantee it for a lot of reasons. One, I've got this amazing author. His name is Robert L. Dylan Schneider. The book, uh, he's author of, by the way, of the book On Power. But this new book that he's got out called The Ultimate Guide to Power and Influence, Everything You Need to Know. <clears throat> wow. That's what I'm going to tell you. Wow. It's absolutely fantastic. It's uh matter of fact, you know, I've read this thing twice and I've taken notes on it. And here's what I want to say to you, all of you listening or watching, if you're watching us on DBTV all over the world, or uh, if you're listening to us on Radio Coast to Coast, or you're downloading us by podcast. Thank you by, very much, by the way, for doing it. Let me tell you something. This book, uh, for me personally, was a challenge because as self-aware as I like to think I am, and I, I'd like to think I'm pretty self-aware, I, there's still more in my game I got to work on. True. And and the other thing that I found is that, you know what, as good as my networking is, I could network a little bit better. I could I could do a little bit better job there. There were just there was just little things that that what Robert would write and I would go, I need to tweak it. Mm-hmm. And it came down to the idea of having done this for so long that I was saying to myself, you know, this is a journey, not a destination, Jay. And you have to just stay aware of it and you have to stay on top of it and you have to be intentional about it. And, you know, oftentimes what happens is probably like many of you out there, I slip into comfortability where I get comfortable doing what I'm doing, go through the motions. And then what happens is I've lost that intentionality. And one of the things I pick up on this book is that you got to be intentional. If you want to grow in power and influence, and if you want to grow in greater success, if you want to be better, not only for yourself, but better in society, you've got to be more intentional. And that's really one message that really, really came out for me in this book. And I think it will too, as we talk to him. But before we get to Robert, let's do what we do every week. Uh, you know, we're four-part people. We're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people. And the truth of the matter is, you know, we don't stay static. If we're not growing, we're dying. That's just a fact. You have got to be in constant growth in all four of these areas of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And what we've done on the show, for all of you who've watched for all these years, and thank you again for doing that, we rate you on a scale of 1 to 10. And you just this is a self-rating thing. By the way, nobody else is going to see it but yourself. And what you do is you go like on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being uh, this area of my life is ugh. And then, the, you know, 10 is, oh, wow, it couldn't be any better. So <clears throat> here's how we do it. So let's say physically, right? If you were to rate yourself on eating right, getting enough exercise, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, five being average, what would your number be? And by the way, whatever that number is, is okay. The point being is that's your starting place of where you can improve from, all right? Because we're not about outcome driven. This is about performance driven. We want to, we want to improve our performance every day, all right? So there's your first number. Second number is this intellectual mental number. And, and by the way, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is you've got to be growing. You cannot be a couch potato, as my wife likes to say, and think that somehow you're just going to absorb information and you're magically going to grow in knowledge and wisdom in what you do. You've got to be an active participant in your learning and your growth. Robert really alludes to that, too. You've got to be an active participant. You, you can't sit back and wait for things to happen or things will just magically happen to you. You've got to go out and do that. And so 
you know, we've got two halves of the brain, right brain, left brain, right? We've got the creative side. We've got the logical side. We need to be working both, right? Now, here's a great way to work both sides of your brain and grow in wisdom knowledge. Read a book. This is a great book to read. This is what I would do. Um, and you know I'm a big reader. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing your mental intellectual growth? All right, that's your second number. Third number is the emotional number. And, and we make it really simple. Uh, Daniel Goleman has done a lot of work in the area of emotional intelligence, emotional quotient. And, and matter of fact, you know, even Robert says in his book, you know, when it comes right down to it, you're going to have to have some emotional intelligence. If you're going to be, if you're going to grow in power and influence. And here's the two areas you got to really grow. And it's really interesting. One is how well are you able to control your emotions under stress and pressure, which is really important for power and influence. Because you're going to get attacked. He, he mentions it. You know, the more you grow, people are coming after you. How well can you maintain your emotional, uh, your emotional intelligence? And the second is, and and maybe even more important, how well are you able to tap into and understand the emotions of other people? If you want to grow in power and influence, right? Robert makes it very clear you're going to have to be an active listener, and that that requires you to really truly understand the emotions of others. That includes reading their body language. Because oftentimes the words that they speak and the body language that they use, as Robert points out, right, are two different things. You got to be in tune to those. So on a scale of one to ten, how would you say you're doing in that area? And then finally, the the fourth area is the spiritual area. And the truth of the matter is, we're all spiritual. We all live by faith. Every day, you wake up in the morning, <laughs> you drink the sip of coffee, and you believe it's not poisonous. You turn the starter on your car, you believe it's going to start, or you push the button, whatever it may be, right? The crosswalk says walk. We all walk across it, believing the cars are not going to hit us. We were, we just we just walk by faith. The other thing that we do is we make plans for the future. And what do we believe those plans are going to happen? I could tell you that my wife and I made a plan a year ago that we were going to go to Israel for our 25th wedding anniversary. Well, we got there. But we were in the middle of a war for three days. <laughs> but we believed for a year that's what we were going to do. And you know what? We did do that, but we lived that year by faith that that was going to happen. Right? But the truth is, the matter is, there's a spirit of who we are that drives who we are. There's the spirit, there's the spirit of humankind right? that connects with each other, that wants to connect with something beyond ourselves. Because that's the truth of who we are. And then, you know, when in the middle of your own chaos, in the middle of your own struggle... What brings you back to centeredness and maybe even joy or a sense of peace, right? Is it God, is it nature, is it meditation, or is it something else? So on a scale of one to 10, how's that working for you, right? Those four areas are like the, t- the air and the tires of your car, right? I mean, if, if one of your tires is too low, what happens, right? The car's going to veer. It's harder to steer. You can't control it as well. If all four tires are too low, what happens, right? You're going to ruin the car over the course of time. Speaking of someone who's got all the air in his tires up to the right level, his name is Robert L. Dylan Schneider. He formed the Dylan Schneider Group in October of 1991. He began his career in public relations in 1967 and has since worked with a wide wide variety of organizations. Prior to owning his own firm, Mr. Dylan Schneider served as president and CEO of Hill and Knowlton Incorporated from 86 to 91. He directed communication activity during the Chilean grape tampering crisis, the U.S. Steel Marathon merger, the Kansas City Hyatt disaster, and Three Mile Island accident. Mr. Dylan Schneider received his BA from University of Notre Dame. Uh, you know what? Play like a champion, right? Anyway, he's, that's what he's going to do for sure today. Uh, he's got his, his MA in journalism from Ohio State. He's former member and board of the Board of Governors of the American Red Cross, which is near and dear to both my wife's and my heart. And he serves in the advisory boards of the New York Hospital, Cornell Medical Center, and College of Business Administration at the University of Notre Dame. 
Uh, he's joined the board of trustees of the Institute of International Education 89 and currently sits on executive committee and special events advancement committee and vision and outreach committee. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to the first time and hopefully not the last, Mr. Robert L. Dylan Schneider. Robert, welcome to A New Direction. Uh, Jay, it's a, a great privilege and an honor to be on the program with you. And frankly, this show, what you do, is known all over the world. And <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's serious. And it's, if you say that I've been on the show with Jay Izzo, people know who it is. So it's a really quite, quite phenomenal. And uh, my salute to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, I want to start right away with what you talk about and in the introduction. And you say this, you say you have a choice. You keep doing what you did yesterday or adapt to a world that is changing every day. And you start with that. Why is it so important that we start there before we dig into everything, the, the ultimate guide to power and influence and everything you need to know? Well, everything that is going to take place tomorrow is different from today and last week. Mm -hmm. Let me be as specific as I can. Um, right now, we got a big war in the Ukraine. There's a heck of a war going on with Hamas in the, the Middle East. Uh, there's a big war between India and China on the, uh, on the coast. There are threats coming from every part of the world. In the United States, we've got about a year, a year to go before the next presidential election. And who knows, gonna, who knows who's gonna run? The question is, is Joe Biden too old? Is he too feeble? Does Donald Trump have too many lawsuits against him? <laughs> I mean, we got a big problem here, right. and uh, it affects all of us down on the street. Yeah. And we have to kind of think this through and say to ourselves, how am I going to operate with all this going on? Mm. What am I going to do? I remember there was a very good friend of mine named Boris Nemtov. Boris was a Russian, and he was very active um, taking issue with Vladimir Putin. Well, Boris was assassinated. On a, on a bridge over the Volga River. I'll never forget this. And so he's dead. And no more shots at Putin. Boris's wife called me and said, would I go over and do the eulogy for him in Moscow? And I said, I'm really sorry, but I'm not gonna do it. I was worried that if I went over and did the eulogy, I'd end up where he was. So, I mean, that's a little thing, but there are many, many things like that. Uh, just yesterday, I was in a situation where I was witnessing uh, in front of me a huge automobile accident. Our car was stopped. We were watching what happened. Uh, was I getting out of the car to do something? Because there were people obviously hurt. Uh, I did. And I went up and I tried to help a guy. Uh, the guys, either his brother or his father, I don't know which, came over and told me to get back in my car and, uh, uh, and leave his son or uh, offspring alone, which I did, but I tried to do something. And uh, uh, that kind of thing happens every day. I'm sure every single uh, person watching or listening to the show has something like that happen. So you've got to be very flexible, be able to adjust, recognize that life today is real different from life a year ago. And think about 10 years ago, think about 20 years ago, my God, uh, just then projects out 10 years and how it's going to be different. Try to figure it out if you possibly can. Not easy to do, but uh, figure out what's next. You know, you, you're you're known as the, uh, you've been called the Dean of American Public Relations Executives. And so you've been around a number of powerful people. 
um, and you have seen, and you've had to, you've you've had to, uh, how do I put it? You, you you've had to kind of make sure that their PR <laughs> is the right PR, which right. means that you have always had to be kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to what's coming down the road that can affect my client right. or can affect the company. And I think one of the things that we have a tendency to do, I, I do firmly believe that we need to live in the present, but we have to keep our eye on the future. And I think that's what you mean by starting right now. You've got to get ahead and anticipate what's coming. No question about it. The uh, uh, the issue is really not what are you doing just right now. You've got to do that because you're right in the middle of it. But what's coming next and what's coming next because of you or because of those people who are around you? And I think, frankly, in this country, in the United States, we need to prepare for an awful lot of change. Uh, there's change occurring. But think about all the money. I'm not opposed to this. We're sending into Israel right now, into Ukraine right now. I mean, it's billions of dollars. That's going to affect us. Is somebody working overtime at the printing office in Washington? They have to be. Uh, but that money is coming from somewhere, and it's coming from your audience and me. And we need to think about that because we're going to have less going forward in the future. And so what do we do about that? Uh, it's a big uh, big set of challenges out there right now. Yeah, let's move to let's move to how personally, because one of the things I found interesting about this book is you know, people want to grow and become more successful. And what I found most, uh, I think, most impressive about this book was that you were really speaking to readers of how we can grow. And you you make it very, very clear. It doesn't matter where you came from. Does it, as a matter of fact, you say no matter who you are, where you're from, there's no reason why you can't have a great idea that can help you be more successful. And in chapter one, you, you have the taking the first step which is critical to your future, critical to your future. And you say, let's start with who you are. And we say that question often, but you want us to really dig into it. So let's start there. What you're talking about when you say, let's start with who you are. Jay, in 1966, I was having lunch in my house in Columbus, Ohio. And my dad who ran the local newspaper, the Columbus citizen came home. He never came home for lunch. And I looked at him, I said, something's going on here. And my dad threw across the table at me a Trailways bus ticket. And I said, what's this? And he said, it's a bus ticket to New York. The bus leaves about 6.15 tonight. You'll travel all night along, but in the morning, you'll be at the Port Authority in New York. And that's where you need to start forming your career. And I said to myself, Dad, I don't know anybody in New York. I don't know quite what to do. He said, you'll figure it out. So I did I did take the bus. I was terrified, frankly. When I got off at the Port Authority, I didn't know what to do. But I eventually found my way to meet with a lot of different people, different walks of life, and uh, a lot of different things. One thing was I met a man named David Barrick, who was a big Broadway producer. And after about 10 minutes, Barrick said to me, Son, you don't believe there is deserve to be on Broadway. You should do something else. Well, that ruled out a lot of New York in my, my life. But I met with other people who did give me direction. And I was able, and this is very important for your audience, I believe, I was able to think about these people and their situations 
before I saw them. So when I ended up seeing them, I was able to talk about them, their family, their job, their company, what they were doing. And it made a big difference because most of the people being interviewed or met by the individuals I met don't prepare. So you've got to prepare for it as never before. And you've got to figure out what your strong elements are and how you're going to present those elements. Very, very important. You, you say in this chapter, it is important to know who you are and where you want to go at any stage or at any, at any age or any stage of your career. So you, you ask in this, in this chapter, what do you stand for? What risks are you willing to take? And I, I think what happens is, and I've, I've talked about this too with my clients, you, you, and you mentioned it here, oftentimes when we ask people to tell us about self, and you ask these questions, you talk about your relationships, you talk about your career, personal interests, personal achievements, your history. All those, you say, all those are true, but do they define who you are? And you, you recall a question from Hamilton, which is, what do you stand for? So what is it that people, when they start, when we start asking the question, who are you? Do we start with our values? Where should we start? There are all kinds of issues out there today, uh, but it really boils down to, uh, are you honest with yourself? Are you honest with people around you? Uh, can you take that honesty and project it out to other parts of your life, to your company, your organization. If you can do that, you can begin to define who you are. If you can't do that, you're in a free fall out of a 50-story building. That's not a good situation. <laughs> so you gotta define who you are, what you stand for. I mean, I think about this a lot. And when you think about the race that's coming up between uh, Trump and Biden, if they end up running, uh, that's, they're very different, like A and Z. And what you've got to really say to yourself, given the big issues of the day, what, where, where do I stand? Where do I stand on these issues? And if you're able to do that, you're able to either be in the Trump camp or the Biden camp, and congratulations to you. But you've got to be in one camp or the other. You can't not take a position on some of the big issues that are out there. Uh, if you think about uh, Trump, uh, he's talking about MAGA, uh, Make America Great Again. Uh, I think America is a pretty ter terrific place now, but if it could be approved, that's great. You think about Biden, he's trying to put this together now with the Russians in San Francisco and the Chinese in San Francisco. Uh, big challenge, because both the Russians and the Chinese are people we reckoned with. And so Biden has to think about, and you have to think about if you're a supporter of Biden, uh, where you're coming from. That's really critical. Don't leave it on the sideline. You've got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, you, you say self-awareness is one of the four pillars of emotional intelligence, along with empathy, self-management, and social skills. But it must come first, is self-awareness. Have we lost, do you think, over, do you, over the decades, do you feel like we've lost the ability to become more self-aware? I think becoming self-aware is very tough. We uh, all want to have an image of who we are. Uh, is it real? That's the first question. <laughs> if it's real, you can do a lot. But if it's not real, and you're just it's, uh, just attributing values to yourself that aren't really there, that's a bad situation. Because eventually somebody's going to figure it out, and you're going to have a problem. 
But if you are real and true yourself, if you know what you stand for, if you know who you support, if you care about life and society, uh, then you got a, a good, good step up. I'm the longest serving member I was of the American Red Cross. And in the Red Cross, I learned a lot because the Red Cross people do fantastic work all over the United States and they don't ask for praise. And uh, when I started the Red Cross, I said to them, you know, you should really get a lot of credit for this. The Red Crossers said, we don't need the credit for this. We need to help people out there. They knew who they were. And I really learned that. And uh, I uh, feel that way today. Uh, the same thing is true in the Institute for International Education, where I'm fortunate to be on the board. I'm one of the or original directors of the IIE. The IIE is the biggest student exchange program uh, in the world. We send more American students abroad, and we take more uh, students from abroad than anybody else in the world. Well, understanding who those students are, who's leaving, who's coming, helping those students uh, deal with society. It's very, very important. And you can't do that unless you know who you are. Yeah. So you've got to say to yourself, here's what I stand for. That's awesome. His name is Robert L. Dylan Schneider. The book is entitled The Ultimate Guide to Power and Influence. We're just getting started. You're listening to him here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, whether you're recovering from injury or surgery, suffering everyday aches and pains, maybe you're having difficulty performing activities of daily living, Maybe you're a professional athlete and you just want to look or improve and how you feel and move. Listen, the elite team at Epic Physical Therapy will provide a customized treatment program just for you. So when you're ready for an epic your epic relief, your epic recovery, your epic results, you can learn more by going to epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft Team Realtors, going on 39 years, she's been helping people transition in life. And you say, how does a real estate professional help people transition life. Well, if you think about it, every place you've ever lived or moved to or left has been a life transition of some sort. And uh, helping people for over 39 years, she understands how to take a lot of the stress out of that transition life. So listen, when you're ready to make that next life transition, whether you're selling a home, buying a home, look no further. Go to Linda Craft Team Realtors. That's lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction with uh, Robert Dylan Schneider and his book, The Ultimate Guide to Power and Influence, Everything You Need to Know. Uh, and uh, we're still digging through here. I, I have to be honest with you, Robert. I, I found chapter the, this first chapter to be so full of just important guidance. And the reason why it, it was is because we, I've had a lot of guests on this show who have talked about self-awareness and becoming more self-aware. And we've even had people talk about the mindset of self-awareness. But the, the truth of the matter is, it just seems that we we don't know ourselves. And, and Tasha Yurich, who did some research in this area, you know, demonstrated that 90% of the people think they're very self-aware, but when, you when they really did the research, they found that maybe on a good day, you're about 15% aware. And uh, I just... I just think that this is so fundamental and I and I don't know based on everything that I read in your book that if we can't get past this step it's going to be very difficult to do the rest of the steps. It's true. It's true. It's very true and uh, you know everybody listening to the show today you're going to have a good day, bad day, mediocre, whoever. 
they got to recognize tomorrow's coming. Right. And how do you begin to shape tomorrow? Well, you begin to shape it with who you are. And who you are is really related very much to self-awareness. you got to look in the mirror and say, I'm not who I thought I was. I'm a different person. Uh, maybe you look in the mirror and you say, you know, I'm really overweight. Maybe you look in the air and say, I'm really old. Maybe you look <laughs> in the air and say, uh, I'm really young. Uh, all those things are very, very important. And uh, you got to be aware of what's what's going on. If you are overweight, you've got to find ways to present yourself, wear clothes, uh, be in situations where you can effectively say to the, uh, uh, to the public out there, look, I'm a guy you should deal with. You should, you should know. If you're young, and many of your listeners I know are young, you should be in a position where you try to get information about what else is happening out there in the world so you can present yourself as knowledgeable about what's taking place. If you're an older person, uh, look at uh, where you are, what's happened since you, uh, over the last 10 years to you, for you, and where are you going to go? Uh, self-awareness is very important. And then the second piece, the second chapter is equally important here. Well, not equally, but is the next step in importance in, in achieving power and influence. And that is networking. And the truth of the matter is, you say this, you say networking is an overworked word. Many talk about it and abuse it. And the question is, do you really understand it or know how to do it or what it can really mean? Help us through networking. I think we kind of know the importance of it, but we I think, feel like we do it wrong. So maybe give us some guidance on networking and what we maybe need to know and to do it right. Well, networking is very, very important. And you have people you're close to. You'd like to have them in your, your network. You'd like to be in their network. But... They don't mean anything to you. So put them aside. Don't be rude. But look for people who can be in your network who will do something for you or somebody you can do something for. That makes a big difference because when a result comes, your networking works out. So let's talk about networking. Are there people in your religion, in your church? Are there politicians in your community? Is there a media person you should be networking with? In your job, who are the people you should get to know? Who is going to help you and how can you help them? If you just don't do any of those things, well, you're making kind of a statement about yourself and that's not very good. So you need to say to yourself, I'm gonna do something in this area. In my church, uh, I work very hard to reach out to some of the senior people in the church and giving them ideas and suggestions on what's going on. They don't always take it, but I know that they appreciate it. And they're part of my network. If I need somebody in the church, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I've got them right now. There's a Jewish rabbi in New York City, Rabbi Arthur Schneier, and I'm not Jewish. I called Schneier the other day, and I said the Jews are really taking some heat. And he said, what can you do about it? So I've come up with a couple of things not just to support Jewish people, although these things do support them. I put up with things to hopefully end what's going on over there uh, because we have to do that. We've got to get it behind us. And a key part of that is networking. If I was Anthony Blinken, the Czech Secretary of State, I'd be networking like men to have all the right people on my side in my column 
before I went out to do something. A lot of people don't do that. They just jump off the uh, diving board without any indication of what's below. Not a smart thing to do. So networking is critical. Figure out who's important to you in your job. Figure out who is important to you in terms of your truth, your church, your politics, and a lot more. And say to yourself, how can I get to know these people? How can I get them to know me? That becomes a huge difference then. There's there's a couple other things about the networking thing that you write about here that I found that we often do not do. And that is we do not keep cultivating the network. Meaning that, um, you know, we... We don't, we don't keep pursuing it. Oftentimes what we do is we just get a business card and we forget about it, right? We're not continuing cultivating it. And you make it really, really clear here that networking is an ongoing process. It cannot be just something where you show up to a networking event and it's over. Um, that- 24-7, 24-7, Jay. And if you uh, aren't prepared to do that, you got a big problem. But <laughs> if you see somebody and you know you can help them or they can help you, that's the kind of person you need to link with and figure out ways to do that. Uh, there are a lot of people you'll meet in life, individuals who are part of organizations that are very important, sound good, but they can't do anything for you or you can't do anything for them. So put them aside as good as they are and figure out who you can do things for, who can do things for you and say, I want to get to know these people as closely as I possibly can, because then Something's really going to happen. One plus one is going to equal three. Mm-hmm. You, you you use a, an analogy here that was given to you about think of networking in terms of a favor bank. And you say, here's how it works. You make a deposit into a virtual favor bank and then later you'll um, make a withdrawal. And you, you tell you say, look for favors you can do. Constantly look for favors that don't cost you anything. Without undermining your business objective or compromising ethics, do every possible favor you can for these people. Talk about the favor bank and increasing your credit rating. <laughs> well, the favor, the favor bank is very, very important. And uh, uh, when you can do something for somebody, do it. And then recognize that you're, you're going to be able to cash in on that favor down the road. Uh, there's a head of a major financial institution here in New York. And I've been very helpful to that person. That person has now reached out to me and said, do you want to take this idea? Do you want to make this investment? Can you do this? Can you do that? That all came from the favor bank. And I think there are a lot of things like that. Uh, If you don't create a favor bank, again, you're kind of out there in the wind and it's blowing and there's nothing happening for you. But if you have a a favor bank uh, with people that uh, you've done things for, you're going to continue to do do things for, they can help you in an awful lot. Uh, just sit down with a piece of paper today and say to yourself, who have I done things for in the last 24 hours? Uh, I'm sure you're going to come up with a list of people. And when you do recognize they're going to be in your favor bank. And then say to yourself, here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to do. Can these people help me? And the answer is probably. Uh, again, back to this big bank. A fellow that I know was trying to get a job. So I wrote a letter for him to the head of the big bank. And I said to the head of the big bank, I rarely do this, but this man is one man you should look at. 
Well, they got the job. So now I have two people in my favor bank. The guy that got the job, he's really happy. But the man I wrote to, uh, and he was able to put it together and offer the job to this guy. Those two people are going to be very helpful to me down the road. Every situation your audience is in, they're going to have situations like that. And so it's really important to have that favor bank and add to it and mine it as appropriate. I think one of the things that we miss in, you know, there's so many networking events. You know, you talk about there's oh, there's networking events everywhere you go. Uh, I live in the Research Triangle Park here, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. Um, mega, mega number of businesses. And so there's a lot of networking events, but I find that one of the mistakes that people make when they when they do this is they keep trying to tell me what they do. And you really make a point of saying it's not about getting people to tell, it's not about you telling people what you do, it's about really listening to what they do. Walk us through that a little bit because you really go into a pretty pretty deeply. Every time you meet a person, your inclination will be well, here's who I am. Uh, frankly, oftentimes they don't care. So every time you meet somebody, you should try to learn who they are. Learn where they went to school. Learn uh, what they read. Learn what their job is all about and where they uh, are involved. Those kind of things will help you enormously in terms of building your network. And once your network is built, uh, there's really no stopping you. Uh, I've been very fortunate in my life. I can call people all over the world and I can do it very easily. They'll take my call. And when they take my call, I will make sure that I don't just ask them for something. I will tell them that I'm going to give them something. So everybody wins. And uh, that's a very important thing to do in the favor bank. If you just extract favors, pretty soon it's going to be too old and those people are not going to help you again. On the other hand, if you deliver favors, uh, that's great. We're all very insecure out there, everybody, me me included. And uh, just think about saying to somebody, how can you help my insecurity? Uh, they would generally come forward and try to do it. And uh, that, again, comes out of the favor bank and makes a lot of things really work out well. That's beautifully said, by the way. It's just beautifully said. That's awesome. Um I'm, the chapter three kind of just connects so, uh, boy, I didn't mean that pun to happen, but it connects so smoothly into networking because it's called the power of connection. And you open up with a statement here that says that the self-made person is an icon in the American psyche, but it is a myth. Relationships are the key to business and life. So, so we're self-aware. We've done the networking. Now it's connection. Help us move into that next step from our from ourself to others to this connection piece. So you're standing in front of the mirror at eight in the morning. You say to yourself, "Here's who I am, and here's what I want to do." And you're still in front of the mirror, and you say to yourself, "I better get some people to help me." So you identify person A, B, and C, and you say, "I'm going to reach out to them and try to have them help me." achieve my objective. I can't do it on my own. But with A, B, and C, I have a pretty good shot at it. If A, B, and C then step forward, by the way, you've got to figure out a way to reach out to A, B, and C. But if they step forward, you'll pretty much get what you want to get. That'll be a real plus. Uh, 
And when you get it, make sure you go back to A, B, and C and thank them. Tell them that you really appreciate what they've done to help you. So it's a lot of this that goes on. Uh, most people don't do it. They just kind of go from day to day. It's important to say, who can help me? How can they help me? How do I ask them? How do I thank them when once that help comes through? It's very, very important. I uh, <coughs> think oftentimes that people in various jobs, they got there through the favor banks, essentially. They got there on their talent, yeah, but they also got there because other people applauded them, helped them and said, Johnny or Sally needs to have this job. That's really a critical part of life here in America. Um, you, you write in this chapter something that I thought is interesting. You said everyone comes to the table and asks, how do I make myself known? And you say the answer is don't try too hard. <laughs> otherwise, others will make, otherwise will make you, you, want, you want others to make you more memorable. Have other people talk about you. So how, right. can, how can we do that? Trying to get yourself known mm-hmm. is a real art. Uh, I do a lot of writing. Uh, when I do the writing, I frequently talk to people about writing. I'm finishing another book right now on character, people who have character and uh, stand up. So I'm doing that. In the course of doing that, I'm interviewing dozens of people and finding out all kinds of information. That data coming back now uh, can be played out over and over again with all of those people. So it's not just the person that has character, it's the people that are supporting the person that has character. It's important to know them. So that way, again, you're developing your network. You're getting people to say, aha, uh-huh, he's doing this. That's right. It supports somebody I know and like. I should support support him if I possibly can. And when you get those people in that kind of situation and you want something or you need something, you then call and you say, George, Sally, can you help with this? And uh, they're rarely going to turn you down. So it's very important to do that be in that position and then have people say, we can help this guy. Mm. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you, 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 you use a quote from Picasso. Um, it's, uh, it's inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Right. And you talk about avoid equivocating, be firm and focused. And I think that's really interesting that in, when it comes to making true connection, right? Real connection with people that, it, it goes, it's going to require some work on our part. It's not It's not as easy as just making the connection and assuming that it's just going to happen. Jay, it's so, so correct. Uh, nothing just happens. It uh, happens for a reason. And if you're involved in the reason, you're driving the reason, that's going to be good for you. Um, it, you just watch the reason go by. There are some people that say, I'm going to make something happen. There are some people that say, what happened? You don't want to be in that category. And uh, so whatever you whatever you do, make sure you're in a position where you can say what happened and I'm part of it is a really good thing. Don't be in a position of standing on the corner and saying, my gosh, what happened? You don't want to be there. That's a bad, very bad spot to be in. His name is Robert L. Dylan Schneider. The book is entitled The Ultimate Guide to Power and Influence, Everything You Need to Know. Uh, this book, by the way, I'll be writing my Amazon five-star review on this book. 
And I, I'm just telling you, these are these. He's got practical guidance. Uh, you, you'll say, well, I don't know how I feel about power and influence. Listen, if you want to become more successful, you're going to have to have power and influence. And as you become more successful, guess what happens? You get power and influence. So you need to know how to do this and do it right. Uh, right. Cause power in the hands of good people are good things, right? And how you use it is what's really important. So, uh, again, available at Amazon bookstores near you. Check it out. Ultimate guide to power and influence. You're listening to Robert and me here on a new direction. Hey, folks, Epic Physical Therapy uh, facilities offer the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment, including the Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, the Noratech compression sleeves, Game Ready. That's just a few. They are trained in certifying the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments available, blood flow restriction therapy, uh, dry needling, cupping, and that's just a few. Listen, when you're ready for your Epic Relief, Epic Recovery, Epic Results, don't look any further. Go to EpicPT.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft Team Realtors, uh, going on 39 years now. They have been helping people all over the world, uh, selling and buying homes, but helping them in life transition. Uh, She is known by her earliest customers from 1985 as a legend of customer service. And quite frankly, you know what? She loves what she does, and she has a team of dedicated people who love what they do, too. Listen, if you want to be part of that dedicated team, they're looking for agents probably just like you who want to dedicate themselves to making a difference, not only for others, but in the world itself. So check out Linda Craft Team. That's lindacraft.com. It's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction. With my friend, uh, I, I think I can call him friend. Can I call you friend, Robert? Absolutely. Uh, Robert Dylan Schneider, uh, the book, The Ultimate Guide to Power and Influence. By the way, folks, let me just say something about Robert. Uh, I have looked at all the books that he's written. He's written so many books. Uh, um, and I, 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 they're all good. They're just really good. I mean, you just go through his past past library of things that he's written. Uh, nailed it, right? Wasn't it? Was nailed it was the one I'm thinking of, right? That you right. wrote, and that was j- tremendous book. Uh, but you've got so many other power. Of course, was on power is is fantastic, um, as well. Uh, but check out his his library of books. They're fantastic. They're practical. They're helpful. They're meaningful. They're going to make a difference in your life. They're going to help you. I promise you. That's what his books do. Um, chapter four: The Power of Helping Others. And we kind of allude to this, but you say, here's the secret. You help others not for personal recognition, recognition, but for the altruism of creating a better community. Right. Ooh. Ooh, that one's harder than what, you know, we read it and it sounds great, but it's harder to do than we think. At least I think so in this world. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's very hard to do. But on the other hand, if you can participate with somebody mm. and one plus one equals seven or eight better community, uh, that's a real plus. Uh, will you get known for it? Maybe. Uh, but you'll feel internally that you made a big personal contribution. That's very useful. Your family might say that uh, you made a big contribution. That's very useful. Never take credit. Never uh, polish, the, polish the discussion. Uh, just say to yourself, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing with other people. Life is going to be better because I showed up. And uh, I was reading this morning about a fellow on Spring Street in Manhattan. Spring Street, if you're not aware of it, is the lower west side of Manhattan. A lot of tough people on Spring Street. Not not really nice. Well, this guy battled, battled, and battled. And today he's in Florida. 
and he's enjoyed himself. And how did he do that? Well, he put a lot of people together that helped him, but he helped a lot of people along the way and it helped him get out of Spring Street and get to a different situation. So many of us are living on Spring Street these days. We have to say to ourselves, how am I gonna get better? And when I get better, uh, I'm gonna get better for myself, better for my kids, better for my husband or wife, better for people around me. That's good, everybody wins. So be in that situation where everybody wins and, and nobody really loses, that's very important. I just talked about before the show today, I was coaching a, a group, a team, and we talked about reciprocity and something it was called the law of reciprocity, but it was really Aristotle who kind of uh, talked about it um, long, long ago before you and I were ever even thought of. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, and, and I think this is what's difficult for people is to do without expectation. Meaning, I'm going to do something for you without the expectation, without even thinking about that you have to say thank you. And I think that's very difficult for people to do. As Me personally, as a psychological professional, I think that's one of the things that make it difficult. How did you get to that place where you said, I am just doing this because it's just the right thing to do and I just want to make this for a betterment with that and I don't care if I get thanks or not? Emotionally. I came to view that if I did the right thing, things would be better. If I did the right thing, the people around me would be better. I said, if I did the right thing, do I have to strive for credit because I did it? And the answer is no, I don't have to. Because people that are touched by whatever good happens will recognize that you've done and they'll say, hey, you've done something really good. Just stand back and let it happen. Don't uh, search for credit. Don't look for credit. It'll come your way if something good has happened. I'm going to jump to chapter six, which is entitled, You Can Be a Great Communicator. Because you make a point in the very beginning of this book that you feel like this is one of the most important chapters, if not the most important chapter that you write in this book uh, about being a great communicator. And you're a fabulous communicator. Um, Thank you. And... Uh, it's an area in my life that I, I feel like I have to constantly work on is to be a better communicator, uh, to be more succinct, to be more clear, for sure. Give people some tips on becoming a better communicator. Being a better communicator is really important. So number one, you have to have a goal, an objective. What do you want to do? And you say to yourself, okay, this is my goal. Now here are the five things I need to do to get there. Here are the people I need to involve uh, in my communication to help me get there, to help them get there, to get where there is so everybody feels good about it. So being a great communicator is really understanding where you want to go first and then saying to yourself, okay, here's the way I'm going to now get there and here's how I have to reach out to people. It might be a letter, it might be the internet, it might be a telephone call, no matter what it is. You've got to figure out a way to get there and say to yourself, here are three or four things that will support a good communication. Very important. You, here's where I pulled out this idea of intentionality so much. Because you talk about whether it's an email, whether it's phone call, whether it's face-to-face. -face. You, 
you have got to be extraordinarily intentional about every de- you really do focus on the details in the communication because that's what's going to make a difference. <coughs> Help us understand that intentionality that we have to take because what we kind of do is what most people do and I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I'm answering an email. I don't even think about answering the email. I'm just answering it without intention. But you really say, stop and be intentional. You've got 24 hours a day. Uh, Figure out, if you can, what you're going to do each hour and how that's going to really add up over time. You won't be able to get every minute of every hour addressed, but you can probably do a lot if you just think about it. And if you just think about it, then do things that are aimed at your ultimate objective in that hour. And do that for the next, say, 12 hours while you're awake. And do it in a way that people seem to benefit from it. That's very important. And uh, it will help you enormously, not over, not only in the goal you're shooting to achieve, but it will help you in terms of how those people who participated with you uh, feel better because of it really critical thing to do. Have your objective. Say to yourself, here's what I want to do. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's who can help me. And then set off to do it. And once you achieve it, declare victory. Uh, But don't be so obnoxious when you declare victory that people say, wait a second. Declare victory in terms of other people who are touched by what you did. That's a very useful and important thing to do. As we run down here, I want to set a quote that you uh, say in in this chapter, and it is, um, you must focus your communication. The more focused your communication is, the deeper the impression it will make. And focus begins with clear thinking. Elaborate on that a little bit. Well, first of all, again, in a given day, just think about it. There are dozens of different things you can really affect Pick those things that matter. That's the the first step in focusing. And uh, not eliminate everything else, but pick the ones that really matter, where you want to and can make a difference. Then say to yourself, okay, this is what really matters. Let me write down three or four things that can happen and I can do that will make what really matters occur. If you can do that, it's a mental exercise. Uh, You'll be very, very helpful. If you don't do that, it's like jumping off the ledge of a 50-story building with nothing below you. Not a good thing to do. <laughs> but put the uh, uh, put the put you uh, focus on what you can do to help other people, what you can do to achieve an objective, and you'll get there. Uh, again, everybody listening to the show has got something like that in their lives. When the show is over, sit down and say, "What do I want to achieve, mm. and why do I want to do it?" And what can I do to get there? And who can I get to help me? And how do I begin to implement that effort? And when you achieve it, remember JSO, and you heard it here, because that is the way to get ahead in life, and that's the way to make society better. Wow, that is just beautiful. And thank you for that, by the way. I appreciate you saying that. You know, uh, you talk about in this chapter about avoiding cliches. And so I, I feel a cliche coming and I'm like, I know I'm not going to do it. But, uh, you know, there are certain things in our communication that we need to avoid. 
And I think one of the things that you point out in this particular chapter is you need to uh, really know words that are important and lose the words that are not. How did you do that? Uh, that's a very tough thing to do. Uh, there are people who probably specialized in school in chemistry or physics or astronomy, and they don't know all the words. I was lucky. I was very active in English, so I did know a lot of words. And I discarded many words, but if I had words that would play directly to what I wanted to do, those are words I used, and I used them over and over and over again. And repetition is a very important thing. Don Rumsfeld, our former Secretary of Defense, uh, and a good man, by the way, used to constantly talk about medicine. Secretary of Defense talking about medicine. Wait a second. Well, Don Rumsfeld wanted to get the people that we were dealing with, our allies, medicine. He wanted to get known for it. He wanted to get people who supplied the medicine to call him so he could provide a bridge to other people. It worked very, very effectively. Rumsfeld was a great uh, Secretary of Defense. The people he reached out to were terrific after he reached out to them. Had he not reached out to them, uh, they would not have been in the good position they were at. So Don Rumsfeld developed a huge favor bank. John Rumsfeld uh, developed a series of connections. Don Rumsfeld had an objective that was going to lead to something, and people were all better for it. Uh, as we wrap up here, um, first of all, thank you for being on the show. I, I really thank do you. appreciate it, Robert. It, it, it's been a joy and a privilege and an honor to have you on the show. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if people want to get more information uh, from you or more about the books or anything like that, what would be the best way for them to do that? Probably to go to the website or, and she's going to hate this, call Jonah Vagliano, <laughs> who has been working with for over 30 years. Okay. Her phone number is 201-251-8330. She has a husband and two wonderful kids, but she knows everything. Without Joan, I would be nothing. Uh, with Joan, I had a chance to accelerate a little bit. So 201-251-8330. Joan can help you. That's awesome. And what is her last name again? Vagliano. She is Italian. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that came out pretty clear. <laughs> for, for the first time in her life, a couple of weeks ago, she went to Italy. And she said, "Do I did I have any advice for her? I said, yes, you're going to. Meet a lot of dogs, canines, when you're over there. Recognize they will not respond to English commands. You got to give them a command in Italian. So she studied the Italian commands and had a great time with That's the dogs. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Robert, stay with me. Hey, folks, this is the show. You know what I say to you every week. You're in control of three things. Your attitude, your effort. That's your excellence and your resiliency. I know that you have circumstances in your life that can maybe bring you down. But the truth of the matter is you have control of those three things regardless of right. your circumstances. Right. You know what? Be positive because you know what? It costs you the same amount of energy as being negative. Give your best effort and that's going to change from day to day. It's not just be as excellent as you can be. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of hands that's going to try to pull you back up, but you make the choice of getting back up because we all get hit in the face now and then. Take advantage of those three things. I'll be back next week with another great guest. It's going to be another great book. That automatically means it's going to be another great show. As I say to you all over, you know what that is. And that is, you know, you have a lot of choices. You chose us. Thank you. And you know what? If you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. And wherever you're watching, maybe you're listening, 
give us a positive review on your favorite social or your favorite uh, uh, podcast producer. And and you know what? As I say to you all over the world, you know what that is. Ciao, every. Things are gonna change. You can find the strength to go a different way. Yeah. The time has come. Your dreams will take you places you have never been before. Find your passion, find your strength. Don't worry anymore. A new direction. A new direction.